This is Carcon Carne. I'm James Van Osdell. And when I walk through my neighborhood these days, I'm seeing a lot of houses for sale. And I'm seeing them for sale at prices that seem higher than I would expect. But when I thought about it, all these houses have in common the fact that they have new roofs or newer roofs. A roof can add, a new roof can add up to 7% of value to your home, not to mention all the savings you get on your energy bills. You need to talk to my friends at Suburban Roofing and Siding. They're a family-owned company. They serve the Chicagoland area, which means Cook, Lake, McHenry, Kane, and DuPage. You can trust their more than 40 years of collective experience. They warrant their workmanship for a lifetime, or you know, as long as you own the home. Their premium shingles are backed with a full 20-year non-prorated transferable manufacturer warranty. Not to mention, it's a green product. Call 224-677-6149, 224-677-6149, or visit them at suburbanroofingandsiding.com. It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. And welcome to Carcon Carne. I'm James Van Osdell. If you are watching the video for this on YouTube or Facebook, to my right is Dave Bonomi, owner of Peanut Park Trattoria in Little Italy on the corner of Taylor and Loomis, uh, a restaurant that's been around for just over a year? Just over a year. That's correct. So I, I want to talk about that, but because we have hot food, I want to show that off before we start eating it. Oh, show it off. All right. You, we have in yep. your lap, yep. what, are, what are we looking at here? We're looking at a gamelli with an amatriciana sauce, a little stracciatella, some guanciale, lardones, some and, and basil. You're saying Italian words people may not know. Okay, pork jowl. Guanciale is pork jowl, salted, cured pork jowl. Ooh. My business partner at this restaurant, Tony, makes this meat. It's delicious. It, it's uh, He makes the pork jowl meat. He does, yeah, absolutely. He makes all, all the meats we serve here. Soprasada, prosciutto, speck. Guanciale, pepperoni, all of them. Soprasada, is that it's spicy? It's a there's a spicy. He makes a spicy. He makes a black pepper. He makes a mild. But yes, the one we serve is typically spicy. Okay, that looks and smells delicious. But I'll tell you, mine smells a little more fragrant. Mine, mine uh -huh. has. It's like those old cartoons, Dave, where you'd see the the, the scent fingers coming down the hallway. That's what's coming. <laughs> You're floating, off. following uh -huh. it. Yes, that's what's coming off my plate. Love this it. This is your pesto. Correct. Correct. Uh, pistachio pesto? Pistachio pesto. Oh, my Lord. Right. A lot of citrus. I think there's lemon and lime in there. Uh, pistachio nut pesto. It's delicious. It's uh, it, It's got some fried basil on top. It's some, some house-made tagliatelle noodles on it. Mm. Uh, yeah. All the noodles made in-house in the basement, baby. So th that's got to take a lot of time. How uh, how early are your are chefs and cooks you here? Know, you know, I'm not the one doing it. Um, so <laughs> thankfully... They come in. Typically, they come in about eight a.m. Okay. Our, our pasta prep. Yeah, that's 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 a that's a lot of work. It does and a lot of work. As I said, we're an Italian village. You can't. You got to do it right here. You got to do it right. Absolutely. Well, if you're going to do it, I'd say if you're going to do anything in, in life, you got to do it right. Yes. Especially in the restaurant business. If you're in, if you're in for the long game, it's a marathon. It, it's not a sprint, and you got to do it right. All right. Let, let's start eating. Of course, that's, because that's why I've never made a two nickels doing this. So. Oh, that's not true. I, I've been dying. We looked at all the different pastas you have, and they all look wonderful, but the pistachio pesto spoke to me. Love it. That was well, What did it say? It said, try eat, me. Eat me. Yes. Take me to the car. Try me. Have your way with I'm me. I'm a car. 
my goodness. I'm getting Oh, what I love about this, mm-hmm. it, it, it takes a second or two to really catch all the different flavors that mm-hmm. are going on here. It, the brightness will sneak up on you, no doubt about it. Wow. Actually, and then kind of punch you in the lip, <laughs> give you a fat lip. So with pesto, traditionally, it's pine nuts. Uh, traditionally, yeah. I mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but the pistachio is a really nice touch. Thank you. Well, I appreciate that. I, I, it's inventive. It's delicious. And mm-hmm. oh, my Lord. What are you trying to do? I mean, here's the thing. We're trying to do, you know, uh, trying to put a twist on, on a classic dish. If you're going to do a classic dish, maybe maybe not make it the way someone's had it 40 different times mm-hmm. at, at a Chicago uh, restaurant, restaurante, or, you know, <laughs> trattoria, if you will. Well, Try and put a little something on it. We have, a, we have a fantastic chef, a kid named Brandon Cordero. He's from Humboldt Park. I mean, I, I love this guy. And uh, he works for uh, Nico Osteria for Paul Kahn. He, he worked at, at uh, worked for Jason, Chef Jason Vincent. And, uh, man, this kid, is he knows his pastas. He loves doing cool new stuff. This pasta is so damn good. Thank you. Oh, my God. All right, so, again... Mm-hmm. Peanut Park Trattoria, 1359 West Taylor Street. Mm -hmm. Uh, The reviews, Mm -hmm. just if if we can flatter you. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Chicago Magazine. Do flatter. Ten hottest restaurants in Chicago right now. They give that to everybody. Time Out, one of the 30 best Italian restaurants in Chicago. Yeah, there's 29 other people on the list. I mean, how good could it be? Uh, The Tribune, does Little Italy proud. Yeah, I do like that. Yeah, she did. Thank you. That one meant a lot. That was that was a big relief to get to get past the Tribune interview. Woo! Oh my God! Wow! So one year anniversary was last month. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, let's post mortem the first year. Well, tell me about opening this place. Holy tell sh- me, tell oh, me about. Can because, I swear? Yeah. <laughs> fucking oh my God, dude! I'll never open another fucking restaurant again. <laughs> Fuck this! I've done it now a couple times, and uh, uh, with the coal fire pizzas, and now and now this. Um, we were like so like any any um. You know, what do you call it? Uh, just well, dense or or just uh, hopelessly. I'm not here. I'll put it like this: hopelessly optimistic entrepreneur, if you will. I will. Um, we're looking at you're looking at COVID, going. All right, we just got through this thing. Everybody was locked up. People are dying to get out and go eat. And and so I, I live in Little Italy. I know that Little Italy and Taylor Street are a challenge because there's not a huge population density. Um, you're looking. You have the hospital. You have the medical district. You well, have the the student population. They're not coming there. No, right. the students aren't going to eat here. It's out of their. It's out of their. Uh, right. Their I mean, that, pay grade. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be faculty, but they. I mean, they do come. Saint Ignatius. Uh, their faculty and then the parents do support. So, so we're coming out of COVID, and you're like, okay, look. You're looking at like, okay. There's great opportunities out there. I live in this neighborhood, so I want to help bring Taylor Street back. I mean, I my children go to school in this neighborhood. I'm not going anywhere. And uh, man, opening you opened right into Omicron, and they're like, okay, you gotta you gotta show you know your 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 uh, vaccination cards, which a lot of people were not happy to do, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And then uh, a lot of uh, your reservations on a Friday night, you're looking at all these reservations. They're just ticking off, and the calls are coming in: sick, COVID, sick, oh, COVID, man. exposed, and um. It was rough, and then you have a, a total labor shortage at the beginning. You can't, you couldn't find anybody. In fact, we were two weeks, two weeks to opening. I finally said we're set, we're setting a date. Tony, my, my, myself, told we had a general manager and we had a chef hired. We said we are opening in two weeks, no matter what. And they looked at, they looked at us like we don't have one employee, and, and we said <laughs> tough, tough, tough shit. Um, then Tony's mom is going to come cook. She's an incredible chef, by the way, at his family's restaurant on Harlem Avenue, Restaurant Augustino, and. Um, 
His dad is also a chef. Tony's a chef, and and you know I'll wait table. Whatever we have to do, we're fucking opening, and um, and and they're like everyone's. Well, my my management they were they were not so sure. Uh, they were not so um, confident in that approach. No, I, I also had said you guys things just tend to work out, and and they said they and they're looking at me all puzzled. I said they, things always work out. I said, we're just going to set the date and it'll be fine. Don't worry. And they said, how do you know it'll be fine? I go, because we're living in a fucking simulation, you dumbasses, and things always work out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I said that they they weren't thrilled about it. <laughs> we're not living in a simulation, just for the record. And um, no, we got open and, and this, this year was tough. Inflation killed us. Yeah. Um, do you have an idea? A case of romaine lettuce is typically, five years ago, 26 bucks. It's 126 bucks right now. Um, I mean, absolutely, a lot of pitfalls. Well, and meat costs are through the roof. Meat costs are through the roof, right? Absolutely. Well, Tony makes all those salamis. He'll tell you the pork prices on, on any given day. Um, so yeah, it was quite challenging. Uh, but you know, I'm glad I did it. I felt like if I didn't jump on this opportunity right now, I wasn't going to do it ten years from now. Mm-hmm. And I always loved this corner spot. I, I back. Yeah, we're on the corner. Like, yep. This is a great location. Corner. It's a corner. Taylor and Lewis. It's a historic street. Um, I used to live right up the street in a garden apartment at 30 years old uh, with my dog. Uh, I didn't even have cable. I didn't have money for cable. And I was uh, just trying to scrape a couple nickels together. And uh, I used to walk past this place with my dog and look at the restaurants. And I go, man, that is an incredible, incredible room. It's your classic Italian joint, your classic Chicago joint. But with a, a creative spin on things, mm-hmm. like the pesto, like uh, I'm seeing a lot of people talking about your meatballs. <laughs> yeah, we got recently got written up on the meatballs. That's right. Well, I, I beef mean, and pork. A good, it's, a, it's a meatball compromise. A, a good meatball is an important thing. Like not oh, everyone can make oh, a good meatball. Oh, hundred percent. No, yeah, no. You got to have. It's got to. The texture's got to be there. It's it, for me. It's got to be moist. And if it's not moist, I throw mm-hmm. it out. And um, yeah, no. It meatball. You got to do it. You got to. I know people are. It's so cheesy and cooked with love. It's love in this, but there's a lot of care that goes into making, I think, a good meatball. It's such a, the simple things in life, like a meatball, like other simple things, you know, your your kid laughing or something. Those are those are the things that really, you know, they keep me going. The simple things in life. Well, to me, I mean, meatballs are like pasta. Everyone has had bad examples of it. Oh my God, yeah, more probably more bad examples than good examples. Sadly. Right. So when you have a good example, yeah. man, it's really exciting. Oh, I think, think I, I get excited about meatballs myself. It's mm-hmm. like it's like Italian beef. There's like a, there's a, a ten thousand places that serve one. There's like four good ones in uh, ever, any, anywhere. That said, I'll eat even bad Italian beef. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I won't. I'm not. If I um, load up the Jardinera, yeah, I'm good. I'm also not like. A, oh, man, I won't do it. I um. I, there was a time in my life when I would, but um. I'm also not, you know, bad pizzas like bad sex. It's better than no. No, 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 no. It's got to be good pizza. I'm not. I'm not here to eat bad fucking pizza. It's got to be good. I saw you my buddy Bill Jacobs on the, on this show. He oh, makes from Peace Pizza. He, he makes a good pizza. I've been trying to collaborate that with that guy for years. He won't take my phone calls. No. But I love his pizza. Yeah. No, no I, don't I don't know what his that. problem is. I have no idea. Been trying to make. No, I'm just kidding. He's he's a good friend of mine. I don't believe he's that, the yeah. Billy's the fucking best dude. I love him. Well, let's talk about some of the other pastas. Um, yeah. Far away. The hardest thing about doing this interview is I had to choose yep. one. <laughs> Thank you. I, I mean, the one that really kind of excited me was mm-hmm. the, uh, well, there's the gnocchi with sweet potato, country <clears throat> ham, and seasonal mushroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sounds, if if we want to take it back to pork for a second, mm-hmm. <clears throat> that sounds delightful. Thank you. Yeah. No, gnocchi's good. Very good. 
And this seems like a, a slam dunk crowd pleaser. The rigatoni with prosciutto, vodka sauce, bread, cu- bread oh, crumb, and oh, chai. Yeah, that's your sort of right down the middle fastball. And then for sure. the bucatini uh, with, what's that, uh, pepper, parmigiano stock, pecorino. Cacio pepe. Yeah, very basic. All in the technique. Yeah, absolutely. Simple pot. Again, something simple. Four ingredients, and it's one of the best things, that, you know, you ever taste. I mean, but, butter and noodles. I mean, forget about it. <laughs> it's right. That's what the hell. When we're when we're building this place and we're doing recipe development, sometimes we just we're gonna taste a noodle that we we're making downstairs and the noodle with the butter on. I was like, man, this is just this is what this restaurant should be about. It's like let's just serve butter noodles. It's great. Sell out every night. It's great when you're sick. It's great when you're healthy. Hundred percent butter noodles. Goddamn. Uh, so I know you do a happy hour thing. Yep. We do smaller bites like sliders and things like that. So yeah, we were doing some sliders, your chicken parm slider, your basic, your meatball slider, yada yada. But you know what we're gonna do now is we're doing these Calabrian chili chicken wings that are coming out this week that are freaking out of this world. Um, That's not what I would expect from you. Yeah, yeah, no, these guys, the the fellows in the back. I mean, I think they were ex- really, really high, and they were <laughs> like, "Why don't we take this butter, this honey, and this Calabrian chili and make the world's." Freaking best chicken wing, and I was like, I was a little skeptical at first. I'm like chicken wings, God, well, really? What's, what's Calabrian? Calabrian chili is a chili well from Calabria, mm-hmm. and um, it's becoming very popular the past five or ten years in, in in cooking in the United States. And my my business partner's father is from Calabria. Mm. His grandfather still lives in Calabria, freaking with olive oil trees and and growing Calabrian chilies and doing all this incredible traditional, uh, this, keeping this incredible tradition of their family going <clears throat> excuse me so calabrian chilies are, i mean they're they're delicious they're spicy and uh yeah so what they're doing they're bringing the wings out um what else do they got going we do the pizzas for happy hour mm-hmm. because of the coal fire connection um what do we got oh we're gonna start doing kind of am i saying this right supply supply it's uh it's pasta and they deep fry it into like an arancini ball it's oh it's, yeah it's out of this world it's pasta and it's deep fried. Is that like forget Itali- about it? Is that like an Italian street food? It is an Italian street food. Yeah, I should have the pronunciation better. I'm, I'm, I'm. I was born here, not in Italy. But my my business partner was here. He speaks Italian fluently. Supply, supply. But yeah, it's it's ridiculous. They made one with uh, carbonara last last week, and it was man, wow, knock your socks off. That sounds amazing. Thank uh, you. And cocktails are important. You, you gotta you gotta <laughs> in general That's for sure. Yep. As a blanket statement, cocktails yep. are important. Cocktails uh, are important, but the right the right cocktails for an Italian restaurant. Hundred percent. Yeah. No. Wait. Uh, yeah. What was your question? <laughs> well, I, I was getting there. Let's talk about. <laughs> I, so, cut you, I totally cut you off. The Negroni. Yeah, that's like a must-have, and that's something you got to. It's a staple. Yeah, for sure. It'll, a lot of people are going to walk in, sit at the table, and just give me the Negroni. Absolutely, for sure. I did have. Remember, I was telling you before I was in a band. A, mm-hmm. a great friend of mine. Who's a singer, guitar player in that band from almost 30 years ago? A guy named Anthony Setacase uh, or Setacasa. He lives out in LA, and uh, but he flew in and and did some grappa specialty grappa drinks for us. Not many people using grappa, so he made us a little cocktail list. Like I a, never hear people talking about grappa. I know, right? Like a grappa old fashioned. He made Ooh. a grappa Manhattan. So we, he came in and did that. He totally he ripped apart our bar and put it back together, and and uh, and he's got some. He got some really cool cocktails on there, and he's got he, he revamped the wine list for us. You know, I mean, it's a it's a little Italian joint. You don't need to have ninety bottles. You know, right. price point from thirty two dollars to two thousand. Um, you need your Italian red table wine. You need your special occasion bottles and, and your whites. So there's really 
pretty pretty straightforward. I, I like to I like to not complicate complicate things mm-hmm. too much and keep it simple. Stupid is, is my, a mantra I like to I go by. Are Manhattan's a go to? Man, a man. It was actually a, a cocktail called a go to. I forget what's in it. <laughs> so I don't drink. I don't drink. But uh, no, it's a lie. Tons of Manhattans are sold here. Tons of old fashions. Tons of Negronis. Mm-hmm. The grappa drinks are starting to move. Yeah. Depend. I mean, also depending on the time of year. Do you want to, Would you like a bite of this? You're doing. You're doing pretty good on, on the pesto. Well, you tell. I, I love the fact that you're a talker, Dave. Mm-hmm. It's enabled me to plow through thank, this thank delicious you. dish. And do you mind if I stick my fork in there? Oh, get in! No, kidding me. Come on, get in there. Let's go. All right, I got to get some of that pork. Stick it in. Oh yeah, it's like candy. I mean, check it out. It was stracciatella. You got the pork. Mm. It gets you here. It gets you. Isn't it, isn't it freaking delicious? I'm telling you. Wow. Yeah, that's a pig jowl right up here. My business partner makes it. Awesome. It's super light. Yep. Super crispy. Yep. Salty. Probably, probably crazy fatty. Oh my god. <laughs> but but the good kind. Of, I think there's a, the good fat. I think there's all kinds of omega threes in that. <laughs> but you know, fatty acids. Old the old deal. You know, whatever. That's a really oh. interesting taste because it mm-hmm. it has hints of what we know from bacon. Yeah. But oh, it's yeah. a different flavor altogether. Mm-hmm. Oh man. That is delightful. Thank you. That is darn delightful. I told you, man, this guy knows what he's doing. And, I mean, we're recording this in the middle of January. Shit, we're recording? <laughs> How long? If there's anything that says winter food, it's the stuff on this menu. Thank you. This, this is what hey, you... Hey, that's what we're going for. Comfort. Comfort yeah, food, it. man. Make you feel good. Like, it's cold Absolutely. outside. I just want a big plate of delicious pasta. You and me both. So you you mentioned you know the, the creative juices that are flowing that are mm-hmm. bringing wings to to the menu. <laughs> like, how hour. often are you concepting stuff? How often are you? Every day, endlessly. Uh, we have, well, yeah, I have a young, I have a young chef who had he had never been. Oh, he's what's called the the well you know a, your son's in the culinary world, the CDC, a chef de cuisine mm-hmm. as they call it, us pretentious assholes, <laughs> and um. He had never been a CDC before, and he jumped at the opportunity. And, man, he's looking to showcase what he's got. And that's really what I liked about him. In fact, he pulled up right in this loading zone. When he came in to, to stage, he pulled up. Hang his, on. Yeah. I didn't know what a stage was till about a year ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's spelled like stage. You know what those are. So yeah. it's like an unpaid internship for a day where a chef works in the kitchen for free. And yeah, basically it's like, what they got. it's like courtship. Does the person doing the stage belong there? Does the restaurant have sure. interest in... Do, do you like yeah. each other? It's a yeah. first date, mm-hmm. you know, if you will. So, comes to the stage, and he's driving this fucking, like, 1986 Toyota Corolla with the tow writing, like, all that scribbled on the window, and he's got a, cig- <laughs> a cigarette all the way down to the nub with the ash hanging off, like, clenched in his teeth as he's backing in. He's back this in. sounds like a scene from a Jerry Bruckheimer movie. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. No kidding, right? How about it, Bruckheimer? You can use that scene. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Bruck, um, the Bruckinator. So he backs in and he's pulling in. He's got this big beard and he's he's a big, uh, you know, <clears throat> he's a big heavy set fellow like myself. And I appreciate a man of girth. And uh, he's got you know he's got this fucking look. And I just turn and I look at my business partner and I just go. This is the fucking guy. That that's our fucking guy. And he's like, how do you know that? I'm like, that because that's fucking the guy. I just fucking know it. And he came in. <laughs> and we had one of the worst, like, most miserable, miserable shifts. Oh my god. And I, and I, not proud of this. 
I, I lit up our, our, our chef de cuisine at the time. I was very hard on him and, and, and not in a way that I'm proud of, but I, I popped off like right in the kitchen. And, and yeah, there's a lot of profanity flying. I'm quite certain the tables heard it. And him, me and the <laughs> chef de cuisine at the time ended up stepping outside. And it was, it was I was not sure if I was going to get punched or not. But uh, but we, we ended up, I calmed, calmed him down. I calmed down. I went back you in. You scared me away from working in the restaurant. <laughs> you got to be tough, man. You got to have thick shit. You got to be tough. So I walk back in and I look at I look at this guy, Brandon, and I go, well, I guess you're fucking done because you just saw that and you're not going to fucking work for me because you're going to, you know, whatever. Nice knowing you. And he's like, no, 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 no. He's like, I, I, I like the passion. <laughs> he told me. He's like, I, I can appreciate an owner that cares. He's like, oh, really? Oh, okay then. All right. Why don't you come back tomorrow and we'll see if we can. Anyway, within like 30 seconds, he became our, our, our chef de cuisine and he's outstanding. I mean, he's, he's from, like I said, kid, humble park. Love it. I love, I love any young, you know, grew up in the city. Mm-hmm. He's not Italian, which I, I love when people who are not Italian cook Italian and do it incredibly just for whatever reason. Um, yeah. I, that bowl of pesto. Like, I know when I come back here, Dave, I'm going to have to try something different. I can make a case for ordering that every time I come here. Well, thank you. That's quite it's quite flattering. Wow. Just Appreciate the pistachio. That. Thank you. With, with all the citrus and the olive oil and, oh, my Lord. I'm still going. Oh, I, I know. I'm going in there. Um, I, I'm feeling kind of, I, I feel kind of bad. Like, did I just totally pig out in front of you? But you are talking. No, no, no. no. I, I, I virtually never stop talking. I talk incessantly. Ask my wife. The, the one thing we, we have not talked about. Yes. An important part of an important part of any Italian meal, mm-hmm. dessert. Oh my God! Oh, I'm glad you asked. I, I, I saw the bartender serve up a cannoli as we were. Yeah, you got a cannoli, but that's not the action here. The cannolis are, are great. No, don't get me wrong. But what you want to get here when you come, and we, we have some cool desserts up and coming. But the one thing you get when you come here. So I mentioned my business partner's mother before, uh, Anna. Anna. She's um she's cooked at Restaurante Agostino for now almost forty years. She's from Naples. Mm-hmm. She makes our tiramisu, and uh, and I know it's like okay tiramisu, whatever. We've all had it uh, five thousand times. I I have never I have at least two out of three people that have it stop me on the way out and say, "Are you the owner?" I said, "Well, yeah, I'm one of them." That's the best ter- goddamn tiramisu I ever had in my life, and it's Tony's. Uh, they all swear it. they're yeah. so excited about best goddamn. Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. Well, yeah, <laughs> exodus fly all over this place. This is Taylor Street. People. <laughs> This is this was a mob stronghold until the nineties. So yeah, there's all kinds of bad stuff going on. Was it the nineties? Are they done? Yeah, I think so. Right. I don't know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they are. If if they weren't, I don't know if I feel comfortable saying it. Fair. No microphone. <laughs> Fair. Uh, but the tiramisu is it's not this world. Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's absolutely in fact I can get you no, I can get you get your fucking order right now. <laughs> like fucking A. You ready? I am ready. You want a tiramisu? Hang on. So it, it, for those, I mean, we all know what tiramisu is, but mm-hmm. explain it. It's soaked lady fingers. Yeah, right. I don't know. I don't know what goes in. It's awesome, though. It, it's awesome. Oh, that's freaking outstanding, man. Right, Let me call it in. Yeah, call it in. Here. Will, will you eat with me? Yeah, hell yeah. Kidding me? I'm Italian, man. That would be like the biggest insult of all time. Let's call this guy. <clears throat> We're calling inside the restaurant from directly outside the restaurant. We're calling. We could probably walk in, but... Hey, chef, could you please run us out of, out of tiramisu on the fly, please? On the fly. You... <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're out. They just sold the last one. No way! Yeah, I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. That's Store, how good they are. Life. That's Day how life good they are. Short. I know. Tuesday night, we sold out. 
We could call Tony's mom, but she's going to have to come in from the Northwest That's side. how good the tiramisu she's is. coming it's in from Cumberland and Foster. 86 tiramisu. Let's drive to Cumberland and Foster right <laughs> fucking now. Let's go. All right, Bundo. Thank you. 86. Thanks. You're fired. Bye. Well, that's good. That speaks very well of, uh, of the dessert on a Tuesday night. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious, though. <laughs> have this guanciale for dessert. <laughs> it's quite delicious. I, I do enjoy savory. It's sweet mm-hmm. and savory. I'm so you're, sorry. You're sweet and savory. How about that buildup? That was great. It's the best tiramisu you've ever had in your fucking goddamn life. We're out. We're and out then, tonight. Yeah, sad, so sad right, trombone. Yeah, call it we have. <laughs> <laughs> that was the biggest wah-wah 2023 so far. Holy shit. All right, so I, I mentioned all the accolades, all the people who've you know expressed their admiration for accolades. what you're doing. I don't know if I have any but go ahead. Sorry. The praise, the tribune. <laughs> I, I don't know. Time out. Uh, they might have been being generous. We are we're in the tail end of a pandemic. They probably <laughs> won't see me go under just yet. But but thank you. So I mean you're past the one year. I mean you, yep. the the growing pains in building this mm-hmm. with all the shit swirling around, mm-hmm. you're, you're past that. I hope so. For the love of God, I hope so. Yeah. We we yeah. all hope so. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean when we sit down and do this one year from now, mm-hmm. what will we be what will we be talking about? Oh my god. Um uh, you know great, great question, man. That mm. It's a damn fine question, James. Um, I hope I'm telling you that that we're expanding hours. We're now now doing lunch. Um, the whole year was was pretty great. Uh, we're building on our clientele. Um, people are coming in for happy hour every night and that, and that sort of thing. The White Sox are playing well, so the fans are coming for the game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, the Bulls and the Blackhawks are are maybe better. That's <laughs> in some regard, and we're getting you know. Um, but yeah, great, great question. Uh, yeah, yeah I don't have a great it, answer for it. This would be a great place to go before or after a Sox game. It's a great pregame for the Sox. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I'm a fourth generation Sox fan, so I appreciate when Sox fans come. Oh yeah. Oh, that'd be great. Well, I'm thinking afterward too on a weekend. Heck yeah. Like, like on one of those 120 games. Hell yeah. Totally. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So again, the restaurant. That's Dave Bonomi. Mm-hmm. He's one of the owners here. Yep. Uh, it is Peanut Park Trattoria. 13. Trattoria. That's all right. Trattoria. God, did I just sound like the most no, no, no. Everybody Anglo says that. rube? Man, no, it's okay. Yeah. I'm just going to call it Peanut Park. Sort of waspy, but it's okay. Peanut Park Trattoria. <laughs> Trattoria. <laughs> Peanut Park Trattoria. I wish you had corrected me earlier. Now I feel terrible. Yeah, no. I mean, we didn't know each other that well. Yeah. All right, we'll fix it. We hadn't post. shared our pasta yet. Yeah. Trattoria. Uh, Trattoria. I'm not going to say it again. I'm too scared. Actually, if we want to hear something sort of ironic about that, that deal is... Part of the reason I named it Peanut Park because I, I, I my, my, my grandfather, you know, Italian, 100%, he was the most unpretentious person. And he wasn't one of these, hey, if you're not Italian, you're no good. He was appeared to be American. He liked baseball. And my dad is the furthest thing from being pretentious as well. So when we named this restaurant, I'm like, I didn't want anything pretentious. I didn't want it in, in Italian. I'm American. I was born here. And, and I, and I paying homage. I want to pay homage. Yada, yada, yada. But then the designer's like, well, you can't just call it Peanut Park because no one's knowing what the fuck you're doing there, dude. What is it, a carnival? You know, is it a, is it a, is it a hayride? Is it, what the fuck are you doing, dude? So he's is like, we got to put, tra- we got to put Trattoria in, in, in behind it. And I didn't realize that was super fucking pretentious. <laughs> Shit. So I pretended, my, pretended myself. How <laughs> pretended myself. Peanut Park Trattoria, 1359 West Taylor Street. In Chicago, uh, Chicago, the corner of Taylor and Loomis. And whenever I think of Loomis, I think of uh, the psychiatrist from the Halloween movie. Yeah, Dr. Loomis. Oh, my God, man. When I saw it, oh, my God. My, I had older sisters. 
fucking, I was like eight years old. My sisters had me watch Halloween. Dude, I, I still sleep with the lights on. Traumatized. Fucking traumatized, man. <laughs> Donald Pleasance, I, he defined my childhood between Halloween <laughs> and playing the uh, president on Escape from New York. Oh, yeah. Oh, totally. That that was how I grew up. King of explo- exploitation roles. I, I love I, it. I was raised on John Carpenter movies. Yeah, oh, I love it. Oh, you got to love the Carp, the Carpenter, the thing. I was a they huge. They the thing. Dude, I was a huge thing fan. The Which, thing. I, I feel like. Still am. The thing when it came out wasn't a thing. Yep. But people came back to it and said, oh, yeah, that was... I think so. You're exactly right. Yeah, right. Called classic, man. It it was cold. It was was dark. It was, you know... um, Yeah, no happy ending there. No. (laughs) And, uh, and, yeah, it it aged incredibly. Yeah, what an an amazing movie. But, yeah, Halloween, man. I still... Dude, there's a time in my life where if I saw it on the preview guide, I would go check under every bed and, like, in the closet, like, you know, ready with a a, a baseball bat because I was scared Michael Myers there. Not cool, man. I, I, not cool my sisters to do that to me. I will defend to my death that Halloween, the, the theme song to the movie, the, the score, is the best in movie history. Yeah. You, better, right. better than Superman, better than Star Wars. You, you know, I read that they, they screened that to an audience without the music, and everyone was like, eh, I don't know. It's kind of scary. And then he added the music, and people like myself were traumatized for life. <laughs> That's for that's life. that's like one of the characters in the movie, the music. Yeah. Oh, it's terrifying. Uh, have we before we, we cut loose here? Have we covered all the food? Is there anything you want people to try when they walk in the door? Uh, you know, in the, the pastas. I mean, I, I would like to to stand out. I, we like we were talking about. We, they're they're made in, in in house and they're made in the basement. We, we put a lot a lot of time and effort into them. But our, I mean, our, our our entrees are outstanding. We have an incredible freaking pork rib dish that sits on polenta. That I. Uh, yeah, it's it's with chipolini onions, some house pickle. My buddy grows the peppers. We pickle the peppers here. It's just out of this freaking world. Um, we, you could do a lot worse uh, at places on on, on our, our steak, which got a, a great write up in the trip. Not to you know, you brag, but um, yeah, no, a- everything we make. There's, I think there's a place for everything on the menu. There's no throwaway dishes. There's no like, yeah, let's just put that on as filler. Uh, we do we they carefully curated the focaccia we make here in house every day. Um, there's a lot, obviously the meats, the, the, the salamis, the salumi, if you will, I will made by Tony. Thank you for doing that. It's, uh, it's, uh, he, the mortadella is, uh, it's the best mortadella you've ever had in your life. And, and everything on that board is made by Tony and, uh, and the, the Induya that his family's made for generations so far back. They don't even know when they started making it. Um, hey, as you're saying all this, I'm wishing I had more room, like, <laughs> In the car or in your stomach? In my stomach. Yeah. I, I'm wishing like I, I, I had more space for this. I can send you home with whatever you want. <laughs> I'm, yeah. That all sounds amazing. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. It would taste even better. All right. So the hours yeah. over here at Taylor and mm-hmm. Loomis are? 4 to 10, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 4 to 11 Friday. We open for brunch at 11 a.m. On, on Saturday and 11 a.m. on Sunday. And we close uh, 11 on Saturday and, and, and 9 on Sunday. Awesome. Yeah. Thank well, you. All right, go here, Peanut Park, Trattoria. Nice. <laughs> Nail, fucking nailed it, man. Nailed it. Boom. <laughs> All right, Dave, thank you for doing this. Thanks for thanks for feeding us tonight. This is more than my pleasure. I had a blast.